Happy Monday, everyone, and welcome back to Brown Bag Bets, powered by Betsperts. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me as always, Mr. Andy Molitor, pretty in pink. How are you today? How was the weekend? It's like a salmon. Weekend was bad. The the vaccine, the second vaccine kind of got me. I oh. didn't have like a fever anymore, but man, I slept. I slept about four hours later than I normally would on Saturday morning, and then I took like a nap in like a sweatshirt under a bunch of blankets. Had the chills a little. Got me out of some yard work, but uh, you know, for the, I also felt like shit, so that wasn't great feeling. I'm back now. I'm fully. I get the Pfizer running through my veins. I'm fully vaxxed, ready to go for the year. Um, let's go 2021, the year of the we're back. So feeling good, feeling better, and yeah, even uh. Even took in some playoff hockey, playoff hockey, playoff, not really playoff NBA, but the end of the NBA season, and then some playoff football. My Jackrabbits couldn't quite get it done, but it was a really good game once it finally got started again. So pretty fun year for uh, FCS spring ball. I think they should do that every year. Draft be damned. And obviously the Preakness, too, sat and watched some horse racing. It was a hell of a kick at the end. That was an awesome race. Yeah, it was. I had a little bit of Ron Bauer because I was going through, I was using like my $10 uh, free bets on stuff. And that was one of the horses that uh, Mike gave out. And that was the highest odds. So slap that on there. That was a nice little back end win there. So he didn't hit the uh, exotic or anything, but thanks for picking the winner on Ron Bauer there. That was pretty good. And congratulations to you, by the way, Mr. Moses Brown uh, hit the multi there. I don't know. What was that a special? How would you describe that? Yeah, it was the specials because uh, you've seen this. As we get into the end of the NBA season here, there's a lot of uncertainty with some of these teams. And, I mean, kudos to the um, to the Clippers for losing to Houston and Oklahoma City somehow to slide into that four seed. And it's funny, like, the whole point is to avoid the Lakers till the conference finals. Lakers might lose. You know, the Lakers might screw this up, especially if that ankle isn't good for LeBron. But, I mean – yeah, absolute kudos to the Clippers for managing that. But yeah, when you went on the player props, it didn't even list any Clippers at one point because there was so much uncertainty. It just listed a few. And probably smart. Yeah, shout, I mean, Shia, shout out to our guy Sledge Picks there, Sledgehammer in the uh, in the NBA chat. He said Moses Brown over rebounds. So I played that, but then I played him over 13 and a half rebounds or something. And then I, I was just clicking, looking for more Moses Brown, and there was a Moses Brown. That's his name, right? Brown? Yeah. Are you getting that right? Moses Brown so. over 13 rebounds, over two and a half assists, and over 10 points. And then I bet it and forgot about it. And then I checked at halftime, and he had like 18 points, 10 rebounds, and two assists. I said, well, here we go. Then I had to end up paying attention to just a garbage. I mean, just That's a preseason. Funny. It was a preseason game. It was awful. Who, who's the other guy? Tony? Uh, I can't think of his name now. Tony, I want to say Tony Foster. I feel like that's a referee. But, yeah, uh, that is. Yeah, the, the front court of these two guys that I'd never heard of pulling down like 30 combined rebounds. Like it was it was something to behold. But <laughs> we are, we're done with the season, right? We're completely done. Everything's it's over. Everything's no over. more. We get to put a, a wrap on this mess of a year. It, it was kind of messy. It'll be nice to get back into normalcy. And I'm going to bring up a full screen graphic for this because I have dealt with uh, – a lot of I've been asking a lot of questions about this, and this is the best chart I've seen. It's funny we're like hunting for it. And you found one, and you're like, oh, it's just on NBA.com. Weird. The but uh yeah. So the the play in tournament was a bit confusing to me. I know other people have had questions. Here's a gorgeous little a flow chart. 
So you can see at the bottom, like, I'm not even going to let Alex do this. I, I feel like I've looked at this closely enough where I could even explain it. Because you've That's explained cool. this to me multiple times. But I'm a visual learner. So you got the Lakers and Golden State. And whoever wins gets to be the seventh seed. That's it. You're done. Same yep. with Boston and Washington. You get to be the seventh seed. You get to play Phoenix and Brooklyn, respectively. If you lose, you go into another game because you were one of the higher of the four seeds. You get double elimination. So the nine and ten seeds play. Went losers just completely eliminated. Memphis and the Spurs, and then Charlotte and the Pacers. Losers are eliminated. Winner goes into the second play-in game versus the loser of those first ones. And then those two teams will play for the eighth seed. So no matter what, the eight seeds are going to have played two games already. Very good. Which is goofy because then you play two games and then you get to play like the Sixers or the Jazz. So rough, rough. It's never easy. They get a couple days off. Easy being, yeah, yeah. That's true. It's never easy being uh, an eight seed, but uh, I guess I guess you get some. There's something to be said for staying, you know, warmed up. Or I don't know, Christ. So and then Scott Newman here asks, "Who asked for this format? Seems so unnecessary." I I don't know. Do you have a take on that, Alex? Why they're going just a couple extra games? Money doesn't seem like they like. It's that much money for a couple extra garbage games between middle-of-the-road teams. I think it was definitely a way to make up some of the money. You know, they cut 10 games from every team. I'm sure that this just uh, doesn't cover all of it, but I'm sure it helps. It was also a way of acknowledging that there was going to be a lot more higher variability to the season to give teams a chance. You know, say, for example, the Lakers injury stuff started earlier and they fell into nine. I think LeBron would be talking a lot more differently about this playing game scenario. It's, you know, it's things like that. As you go back through the season, you know, we got lucky this year. It was pretty deep. I mean, you look out at the West, San Antonio had a bad end to the year, but they kind of knew where they were. Memphis, you know, they seem to me like they deserve a shot to make the playoffs, things like that. You know, yes, they did sell it as, you know, possibly trying to stop tanking. All it really does is change the tanking scenario. Um, you know, as we saw, as the Clippers reminded us, you can tank whether you're in the playoffs, you can tank whether you're out of the playoffs. There's always going to be some sort of lack of effort, if you will, maybe a will to lose if, you know, to try to be nice about it. And I think this limited some of it. It made, I think, the middle sections a lot more interesting, that Atlanta, Miami, kind of race there to avoid falling in with Boston. That was kind of fun. I think, um, you know, bringing Los Angeles into this, I think it's going to be kind of interesting. So overall, I think it's more of a positive than a negative. It's kind of clunky, but you know, what the heck more serious basketball. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess they're fun. Like they're, especially now that the lake, like the, the best part about the whole thing is that the Lakers went, into the play and and they're mad and you know LeBron all of a sudden realized it's like I don't like it anymore now that we're down here so I'm with (laughs) it um which brings me to your picks you had a couple picks in fact speaking of you know of the LeBron play-in game when are these then like is this tonight or I don't I don't even I haven't looked at the schedule I'm taking a a look on hockey Boston Washington is tomorrow that's going to be tomorrow night I like under 234 there. I have this total at 229, a little closer to 230, really, if, if I was going to post a number. It's on the move a little bit. I'm seeing 233. I really probably would draw the line at 233. I, don't, I think any lower than that and you know, probably pass there. 
as you start to look, we've got the playoff pace that's going to be settling in. These are generally tighter games. They're going to be more contested. As you go back and look at the matchups between these two teams, Boston lines up nicely with Washington. They could take Marcus Smart and put him on Beal. They are smart enough to let Westbrook kind of run around and do all the stupid stuff that he wants to do. But at the same time, they're covering everybody, so it takes a little bit longer. The pace was down in both of those games. So, you know, just looking at the stats again and the numbers, I have it at 229 and a half, 230. If I look back again for some more context in the matchup, I like the under here. So happy to jump in early. And again, this is on the move. So I'm going to draw the line there at 233, Andy. Playoff unders, it's going to be a thing. It's a different kind of basketball. Like especially when we start making we start making fun of the uh, the OKC game, we're getting not, not only that Moses Brown game winning shot really. I mean it wasn't I guess that three that three pointer put him up, but Moses Brown put it put the lockdown put the clamps on it. But yeah, it's a whole different kind of game we should see. And then uh, we're getting a question. This is honestly the first comment from this account ever that had any semblance of value or anything to just smart assery chicanery skullduggery um are there fans for both games i don't like i don't know it looks like there are going to be fans for both of these games it'll be small numbers but if i'm looking for basically what's going on in boston i think they do have some people there um looks like the team's permitted to have 12 percent capacity um so we'll see what that looks like and then the golden state lakers game i believe the lakers have fans might have you know, fans to return to the Staples Center. It looks like we will have Lakers fans. Um, yeah, it looks like they had Lakers fans as of April 19th. So there should be fans at both of these games. I was going to say, I had a good It's about everybody, I, I think, chart. has some number. For, uh, for the NFL, I had a good chart for that, or like a website that always updated on that that would tell me what the situation were in different stadiums. So I might have to try to hunt something down that for the NBA. But uh, yeah, NBA.com has a decent site. and. You know, it's a little – got to go through and read some of it, but it's not bad. Let's look something up. Golden State straight up, huh? Yeah, I mean, they're playing the Lakers here. We don't know what the status of LeBron James is. I expect that he is going to play, but at the end of the day, I'm happy to play a team that's been playing good basketball, that's been playing together versus a Lakers team that, you know, knows that they don't necessarily have to win this game. They, I'm sure, want to win this game, get done as quickly as possible and start resting, but – you know, as I start to look, I have this number closer to three myself. So I would play five plus one seventy-five. You know, for half a unit there. You know, play the a full unit again on the spread and sprinkle again half on the money line. It just, I think this is going to be much more competitive than this number indicates. So I would play this at five. I'm seeing four and a half, maybe a smaller play on that, smaller play on the money line. I'm looking at like plus one sixty-five in that range. But I think Golden State's going to be very competitive in this game. Again, I have this spread myself at three. The money line, I'd probably place it like plus 150, something like that. So um, like the Warriors there, again, I think it's going to be pretty competitive, even if LeBron does play. And then a quick question from Talking Tour on Periscope. Any concern about how poorly small ball worked against the Lakers last playoffs? A little bit, uh, but my biggest concern with the Lakers is how healthy they're going to be. I, you know, They still haven't seen them come back and play at anything that looks like full strength. You know, Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee were their options at center last year, which, you know, don't sound like the greatest names in the world, but that's a much higher level of athleticism than, you know, they have every night, you know, playing Marcus Gasol, playing Andre Drummond and things like that. Drummond has looked pretty good. I've been optimistic about him, but I wonder if the dynamic is going to be a little different this year. And as you start to look at some of the matchups, I think teams have, you know, the size to be competitive with them. Sure. I dig it. I'm in. I, I always find cheering against LeBron. 
And it's kind of a busy week here. We've got a we've got a men's tennis tournament we're probably going to have to talk about eventually as well. But we have a major golf championship. I haven't got super deep into that, but it is, boy, it hit hard. It, and it hit quick. Like, there's matchups up already. We are we're at it's that great. point where it's a major tournament. I just played, ah, oh, man, my, my Scotty Scheffler play. <laughs> like he's like 45 to 1 now. So not super great on that. I'm not happy about that. But I did nab a couple this morning for various reasons. Reed is just, again, Reed should be 30. I don't understand a 40 to 1. <clears throat> he's won a major. He's got a lot of I don't I don't believe fully in the win equity thing, but he's a better player than 40 to 1, even in this field. Uh Zell Torres is more of a FOMO pick. I should have grabbed it at an earlier number when everybody else was, but he's shown he can play you know with anybody right now some of these young guys it used to be these young guys would they'd take a couple years you'd see them like make a run at a top 10 but now with you know with what morikawa did last year and what some of these younger players are doing off the corn ferry tour it's a quick graduation so even at 60 to 1 i wish i'd got a bigger number but i took that and then Corey connors always Corey connors i'm there i've got my numbers to back up i like everything about him you know even depend or not dependent on the course, like just based on his play, his numbers, 75 to one's a little heavy, especially again, putting is usually something I throw out for the most part, but this is going to be uh, as our Dwayne, Dwayne in the chat mentioned this in the golf chat. He says like, this is a super putting doesn't matter course. So I'm going to be looking at some other guys that I, I, I love guys who can't putt because it does drag their numbers down a little, and I don't think it's going to matter as much here as well. So a couple of early looks. I'll uh, I'll take some swings on some other stuff. I'll probably have a bigger card because it is a PGA Championship. It is a major. I will definitely have approaching the green tomorrow because I'm back in the office, and I have the internet speed to do it rather than being in a Georgia, a Georgia suburb, kind of out in the country where things weren't going so well. But Not the internet we'll speed a- through the tree. Yeah, bunch of golf stuff this week. I'll be excited about that, and yeah, it uh, it it'll be fun getting into another one because you know the offerings from week to week are so good. But man, when you get into a major, the the amount of markets they have up, the amount of head to heads you can look at. I usually have ten to fifteen head to heads sometimes when these uh when these majors run around. So excited for that! I'll get more into that as the week progresses. We'll probably have a golf guest. I'll have approaching the green and uh, any questions you have on that. Obviously, hit me up on Twitter. We'll get your Corey Connors jersey if he wins. There should be jerseys for stuff like that. I feel bad that tennis players and golfers don't get jerseys. We have to figure out some way to make those. I know we've always said that about like tennis players. Like you can buy, I'm sure you can like find a you know one of their shirts that you know their sponsor makes them for a thing, but even that it's not as cool because it doesn't say their name. Like no one else knows. It's like, oh, that's just a really nice Adidas activewear top or whatever you have. Like, yeah, it's well, it's it's actually, you know, it's actually the you know whatever from Munich. What was the, the Zverev Munich one from a couple yeah, of years ago? Black. The black, the black one. Like I wanted that one badly. So speaking of tennis and not good tennis, as far as tournaments, I mean, we're, we're taking, okay. I'm a, good with that. yeah, no, I mean, we're, we're taking it. We're taking a step back from the uh, previous tournaments. Like these aren't as big <laughs> Better, yeah, like, two days ago. Yeah, they're, they're 250 events. I would think if I look at the WTA rankings off the top of my head, I think the top 25 is taken this week off. Outside of a, a couple names, Serena Williams is a, is attempting to play. It's a little bit of a warm-up. 
the French Open is coming up soon. This is kind of a warm-up event for a lot of these players, but still have a lot of talented players in the field. We'll start in Belgrade. Again, we're still on clay here. Uh, Wang, Wang Ziyu, or Ziyu Wang, depending on where you look, is playing Aleksandra Sasnovich um, as a small dog here. Sorry if I forgot to put the price up there. I'm looking at plus 140. I would play this down to plus 130, plus 130. Plus 130 looks good to me. But again, I'm looking at plus 140, so it looks like it's moving against me a little bit. I have this closer to a pick frankly. Sasnovich is very competitive, but not as good on clay as she is on hard courts. Um, Wong, again, has kind of the requisite power. You need to hit winners here, and I think we'll have a chance to determine a lot of this match. Happy to back her at a dog price. Again, I would have this you know, pretty close to minus 110 each way, maybe shaded a little bit to Sasnovich because she's the higher-ranked player, and you see some of that. And then down at the bottom, we go. we have another tournament in Italy, Again, Belgrade's in Serbia. We, it will be in Parma for uh, one of our favorite bets. Coco Goff is playing again. We're going to take over 20 and a half here. You know, if you have 21 at, um, you know, less than standard juice, that's fine too. The two and a half set price I didn't like. I went and looked at it. It was pretty close to my number. It looks like they've made an adjustment there. Um, Coco Goff coming off, you know, a nice week in Rome. She's been playing much better on the clay. Again, a younger player. It's harder to figure her out because, you know, she has less results, frankly, on the dirt. But, I expect her to be competitive here, happy to play her overs, but I think she is susceptible here, and that's why I'm also going to play Kanepi on the money line. A smaller play for me, just half a unit there on the plus 200, but Kanepi is very good on clay. You know, Didn't play last week, isn't coming in in great form, but um, has had some chance to practice here a little bit and warm up for the last week. So I think she'll be able to take advantage of Goff, who might be a little tired, and again, Kanepi's not going to be bothered playing a longer match. She's happy to win this thing seven, six, seven, five, something like that. So happy to take the over two and a half and we'll pass on the sets here, Andy. Sorry, no stack. Yeah, you do what you can. And it's good. You're not just playing it to play it. Like that's that's good advice. If your numbers don't make it value, don't don't play it just for shits and giggles. So I, I appreciate that. Um and then I will say and we'll we'll preface this with uh Make sure to still get your $500 risk-free bet, which you can place on anything, NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, anything like that. Find yourself a nice underdog. Warriors money bet, line. Yeah, bet the Warriors money line with this. That's a very good bet to take your risk-free bet because you're risking $0 for that. So uh, you can uh, you can sign up. The links are in our pinned tweet, but I did want to mention them because – uh, one of their traders reached out, and there's a couple of fun bets. And they did get up a lot of their other markets as far as uh, uh, Rookie of the Year, MVP, things like that. But something they had was, and you see at the very top, last winless team. <laughs> like It's like a reverse. Uh, it's, it's almost like Survivor. It's it's in the spirit of Survivor League. We have last winless, and I'll, in the next slide, you'll actually see they have last uh, undefeated team as well. So I haven't broke this down yet. Obviously, we haven't got fully into the, uh, the, the episode on the deep dive where we get into schedules, but this is something I'm probably going to try to attack later this week, see if there's any value on some of these teams. I included every team. Like we're we're not betting the Bills or Chiefs or Colts to be the last winless team. I put them all on there just because for uh, I believe in you know completion or complete. It's good to see the spectrum. It's it's good to it's good to see the entire market, but it's probably coming from that left column in both these cases. So I want to see if I can find some value on maybe the Raiders or the Eagles or even you know somebody like like the Steelers something like that. So I'm gonna look at some schedules. I was looking at the Raiders. 
yeah, the Raiders, the Raiders are a little bigger number, but again, you never know. Some of these teams are going to play each other early on. So it is going to come be down to week five. The yeah, bears go of, to Las Vegas. Yeah. The bear. Yeah. Bears being fourth. That's not great. Uh, especially, I, I guess those odds imply it's going to be some Andy Dalton early on. But like I said, we have last team to be undefeated as well. It's basically that market inverse, like it's flipped. Buccaneers five to one, Chiefs plus five fifty, Niners seven to one. So, and yeah, Patrick says, "My, how the Steelers have fallen from that eleven and zero start." It <laughs> seems like that was a long time ago. The Steelers are way down in the odds, but uh, last team to be undefeated is a fun one because oftentimes it's not the best team. It is, you know. Uh, a team that's decent. I mean, last year was the Steelers. The Steelers, they obviously weren't making a a lot of noise in the playoffs outside of just being an embarrassment against the Browns. That game was hilarious. I can't imagine how many live overs I would find if I went back and clicked on my bad history for that game. But uh, yeah, there's some, uh, there's some teams here that are worth looking at, whether it's the Bills, the Rams, the Vikings are in the first column. That's interesting. I'll have to see what their schedule looks like. Maybe they do have an easy early schedule, but uh, some something I need to do when I get into my uh, schedule deep dives as we go through the week here. But uh, definitely check this out if you are into anything like that, especially like, yeah, if you're a big Survivor League guy, this might be right up your alley. So WinBet puts those up this week. And as I said, they also have Rookie of the Year, MVP, uh, Defensive Rookie of the Year, a few other markets up there. So you can start to fill in your NFL portfolio. It's that time of year. Get weird with it. Yeah, there's a, there's a couple that stuck out to me. Again, that Raiders one, they start Ravens, Steelers, Dolphins, Chargers, Bears, Broncos, Eagles. And then they go into the bye. Yeah, I don't hate that. I was going to say, there there might have even been some. I, th- I think those were the two really unique ones. But they, had, uh, they also have uh, NFL. Everything else is up. Yeah, they have uh, to make the playoffs, yes or no. Both way markets on those. Those are some good ways to attack. Oh, they got the no. That's always nice. And then uh, I didn't even check this out too, but it was a NFL exact season wins. So I'm gonna have to look at that That's too. That fun. might be a fun one to if you can find some bigger numbers on some some numbers that are right in the middle of where you make their distribution. Something to attack. Otherwise, yeah, more NFL as we go. As always, you know how I love the NFL. It's my it's my baby. We'll get there. So it's gonna be a while, but for now, just. Keep on keeping on with the NBA. We're going to have some guests this week. We'll talk some hockey tomorrow. We'll try to do baseball Friday. We're going to have some NBA, an NBA guest. We'll probably have a golf guest. It might be guests the rest of the week, just carrying us. We're going to be kind of lazy this week. but Otherwise, yeah, if you're in the YouTube chat, give us a thumbs up because I like those. It makes me feel better about myself. If you're listening to this as a podcast, please rate, subscribe, review if you already haven't. And... As always, thanks for joining us in the chat. Thanks for the questions. Thanks for watching, listening, and just hanging out. We'll catch you tomorrow. And music.